Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue talking about conspiracies today, but before we do, if you missed the Tuesday program, be sure and go to prophecyclub.com and listen to it. I really encourage you to do that. It is talking about this coming weekend. There may be some kind of big financial problem come to America. I'm not saying that there is But I keep hearing rumors. I keep having people call me, just got off the phone with another one, saying if it's not this weekend, it's coming quick. This one just said by the 1st of July. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. I don't know anything, okay? I'm just a good watchman trying to do my best to make certain that you're prepared for what possibly could come up. So, again, if you haven't heard it, go listen to Tuesday's broadcast. You can recognize it because it has the word urgent in the title. Go listen to it. Urgent. Prophecyclub.com. Now, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to continue listening to Dr. Stan Monteith in Planned Population Reduction. We put together a three-package DVD set. Yes, it's a great deal. Normally $30 each DVD. Three of them for gift to $35. Great deal. But even better than that is to go to Watch prophecyclub.com and sign up 20 bucks a month or $200 a year watch at this point 160 and they're adding more every day as a matter of fact I'll tell you a little secret I'm not supposed to tell you yet there's actually going to be around 400 different titles in that kind of ballpark there's going to be ones that you I promise no one has seen these or almost very few people have seen these for various reasons I mean like uh, say, for example, a whole weekend that maybe is Watchman's Conference. Okay, well, to put that into DVDs, not so good financially for the people. However, putting it up on a Watch Prophecy Club, great deal. So there's going to be all kinds of things up there. We're, we're very excited about it. Go check it out, watchprophecyclub.com. So anyway, the three DVDs we're offering today is The Medical Conspiracy by Bill Sneblin, one of the best. Anthrax, smallpox, vaccinations by Dr. Lynn Horvath. This is a guy that delivers shocking analysis of science, economics, and he ties vaccines, medical biochips, politicians, and institutions back to the mark of the beast. And then, of course, we're about to listen to Stan Monteith, and you won't have to listen but just a minute or two, and you're going to be saying, oh, my goodness, this guy's really good. Now, it is important to watch prophecyclub.com. Watch prophecyclub.com. However, it is also important to get the DVD. So you may want to be considering both. And of course, this is still summertime. We're still asking you that if God has blessed you to remember us when it comes to your giving time. So let's go listen to Planned Population Reduction by Dr. Stan Monteith. It involved the recruitment of 400 black men with syphilis who were recruited into a program telling that they were going to be treated. But it was a lie, of course, because it's always a lie. I mean, you couldn't very well tell them that that you really wanted to withhold treatment, so the syphilis would ravage their bodies and you could autopsy them, but that was the justification that was used. And I have personally talked to one of the people who headed this program, who justified it, saying, well, look, I mean, we we didn't let anybody in the program uh, until it had syphilis for at least a year, because after a year you're not communicable, and so that they couldn't con- infect anybody else with their syphilis. But of course, by 1941, we had treatments for it. We could have stopped the ravage of the disease. We could have stopped the syphilis from de- destroying their bodies. This went on until 1971, when finally the story came out, and people in government said, oh, shucks, 
How did that happen? Well, looky there, you know, oh, terrible, we feel so terrible about it. Well, we're going to hire the, fire the one or two people in government, and that's the end of it. And they put up a couple of million dollars to pay off. Uh, they bought off the lawyers who represented the black man, and, and we've forgotten it. But you see, there was this mentality. It was all right to kill them. Why? Because they were black. And there are people in this world today who hate black people, look upon them as inferior human beings, and yet every one of them is a human being made in the image and likeness of God. And this is what we've forgotten. Well, in 1945, the U.S. Public Health Service began a massive experiment in America. In 1945, the U.S. Public Health Service began to support water fluoridation, and they carried out an experiment in Newburgh, New York, and Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they they actually fluoridated the water there, and then they had controlled cities, aware, of course, they would compare the incidence of dental caries in children in Newburgh and Grand Rapids uh, with the children in the other areas. It was a 10-year study. It was originally supposed to have gone to see if this did any harm. But by instead of waiting 10 years in 1950, the U.S. Public Health Service, which at that time, of course, was under the control of uh, a political appointee who just happened to work for Alcoa Aluminum, which was one of the greatest producers of fluoride pollution. And they were frightened to death that they were going to get stuck with billions of dollars of lawsuit because they'd polluted so much with fluoride. This, this man had the U.S. Public Health Service hire Edward Bernay to sell the American people that fluoride was no longer an industrial pollutant and toxin and poison. It suddenly had become a panacea, promising a perpetual smile and smiling children. And Edward Bernay was a master at that. They planted people with the ADA and the American Medical Association. And to this very day, any doc, any prominent person who dares to come out and tell you the truth about water fluoridation stands to lose their job. I have personally been told by the Dr. Harvey Leimbach, who's a professor at the University of Toronto, who has actually written and done interviews exposing the, the fraud of water fluoridation, the danger of it, that he can't come on my radio program. He can't discuss it publicly anymore because he's been threatened. He said, I'm not going to risk my family and my, my profession you know, on this. This goes on in America today. And the fact you're not hearing about this simply, once again, reflects the degree of control that exists today over what the American people think. Well, 1945, 1955, they started the plutonium experiments where they would take children, uh, many of them in, in orphanages, and they would feed them uh, with, along with their cornflakes, plutonium just to see how much they could take in before it had a serious effect. And some of the children died as a result of it. Uh, there was a time, and uh, I know because... It was during that period, 1955, 56, 57, when I was taking my orthopedic training. And we went up to the Sonoma State Hospital where they had mentally defective children. And the orthopedist there told me that when he'd come as a consultant, it was standard practice. If you had a mentally defective child and they got a bad cold, you just put his crib over next to the window, open it up so he'd get pneumonia and die. And, of course, he put a stop to that. He said, you can't do this sort of thing. But there was this mentality well, it may have been suppressed for a time, but I would like to suggest that the mentality now is in complete and total working control of so many of the policies in our country today. Then, of course, the 1950, the U.S. Public Health Service announced that water fluoridation decreased dental caries, and we had to begin introducing this across America. They also began radiation experiments on our servicemen, bacteriological experiments on our people. We're off the West Coast in San Francisco and down around San Diego. They'd simply uh, release plumes of, of various infectious material just to see what would happen. And one of them was a serratia that got in San Francisco and got to Palo Alto Hospital, and a lot of the patients there became sick. But 
It was all documented. Lawsuits were filed. Nothing ever came of it. And, of course, totally blacked out by the controlled media. 1952, they began doing experiments with a new influenza vaccine using something mineral oil as an adjuvant, in other words, to uh, stimulate the uh, effectiveness of the vaccine. This is told in a wonderful book, incidentally, called Vaccine A, uh, uh, and uh, by a gentleman who, uh, who researched uh, the experimental vaccine that was used during the Gulf War. But between about 1952 and, uh, oh, uh, really for a number of years, they used these experimental vaccines on our troops, and so many of them became ill and destroyed their minds that they, well, they, they gave up using the mineral oil anyway. In 1953, they started giving our troops LSD in experiments. It was in 1953 when Bertrand Russell, who is certainly one of the most wicked men of modern times, wrote a book which every one of you should try to get. If you can't get a copy of it, we'll send you the, uh, the pages of it. It's called The Impact of Science on Society. And this is what he wrote. And this is page 50, incidentally, pages 50 and 51. Education should aim at destroying free will, so that after pupils have left school, they shall be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished. Diet, injections, and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. And any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. How many of you talk to people today and you try to tell them what's going on and they can't believe a word you're saying? It couldn't be true. He went on to write, The Nazis were more scientific than the present rulers of Russia and were more inclined toward the sort of atrocities that I have in mind. If they had survived, they would probably have soon taken to scientific breeding, and any nation which adopts this practice will, within a generation, secure great military advantages. The system, one may surmise, will be something like this, except possibly for the governing aristocracy. All but 5% of the males and 30% of females will be sterilized. The 30% of females will be expected to spend the years from 18 to 40 in reproduction in order to secure adequate cannon fodder. Is that what our boys are over in Iraq today? Cannon fodder? As a rule, artificial insemination will be preferred to the natural method. Sires will be chosen from various, for various qualities, some for muscles, others for brains. All will have to be healthy, and unless they are to be the fathers of oligarchs, they will have to be of a submissive and docile disposition. Gradually, by selective breeding, uh, the congenital differences between rulers and ruled will increase until they become almost a different species. A revolt of the plebs would become as unthinkable as an organized insurrection of sheep against the practice of eating mutton. And then to counter what the lie that was told that Malthus said, oh, nobody would, the defenders of Malthus had said nobody would really want to uh, have plagues that would kill large numbers of people, Bertrand Russell wrote in the book published in 1953, I do not pretend that birth control is the only way in which population can be kept from increasing. There are others. War has hitherto been disappointing in this respect, but perhaps bacteriological war may prove more effective. If a black death could be spread throughout the world once in every generation, survivors would procreate freely without making the world too full. Gee, I wonder if when they tell us that the avian flu epidemic is going to come and kill hundreds of millions of people, do they know something that, that we don't know? It was four years later when Dr. Swinburne Clymer wrote a book, a fascinating book, called The Age of Treason. And in response to, to uh, Bertrand Russell's book, 
He, he said what he's advocating is totally immoral. He pointed out that the Chinese had used fluoridated water for centuries to control fertility and limit the population. He pointed out that the Nazis had fluoridated the drinking water in the occupied areas. Why? Because that made the people more docile. He pointed out that the communists had fluoridated drinking water in the gulag. But very few people read Swinburg Clymer's book, The Age of Treason. And then Francis Crick. Now, Francis Crick uh, had worked with, uh, with Watson to decipher the DNA code. He was one of those intellectual elite, and there's a wonderful book, if you can get it. We do have a copy called uh, Man and His Future. It was published by SIBA. It was a SIBA symposium set in, uh, actually um, held in 1962. And on page 275, he said this. Do people have the right to have children at all? It would not be very difficult for the government to put something into our food so that nobody could have children. Put something in the food that nobody could have children? Elsewhere in the book, they talk about uh, putting fluoride in the salt to control the population. It didn't work very well because some people used too much salt, some people didn't use enough. The Swiss had tried to do that. There really are people who have an entirely different worldview. One of the most revealing talks ever given was given... Um, on the 20th of May, 1969, by Dr. Richard Day, who was the, the medical director of Planned Parenthood. And he discussed the fact that there is a group. They're called, he called them the Order. And they want to limit the number of people in the world. And they figured the best way to do that would be to promote sex without reproduction and reproduction without sex, to create new diseases, to suppress the effective cancer treatments, and to control the population of the world. And we actually have a series of interviews done with Dr. Dunnigan, who had actually heard this talk, and we have the transcript of, uh, of, of Dr. Dunnigan's remarks. There really are people who look at the world differently. Now, it was about two months later, and we have the documents for this available, and uh, when Dr. Donald MacArthur, who worked for the Defense Department, appeared before the House Appropriations Committee of the Congress of the United States, and on July 1st, 1969, he said this, Within the next five to ten years, it would probably be possible to make a new infective microorganism, which could be, differ in certain important aspects from any known disease-causing organisms. Now, remember, this is 1969. They had the ability at that time to create new organisms. They knew how to create new diseases. And what was this disease? Most important of these is that it might be refractory to the immunological and therapeutic processes upon which we depend to maintain our relative freedom from infectious disease. It is a highly controversial issue, and there are many who believe such research should not be undertaken lest it lead to yet another method of massive killing of large populations. It is highly controversial, and there are many who believe such research should not be undertaken lest it lead to yet another method of massive killing of large populations. And 10 years later, why the AIDS epidemic suddenly appeared. Never appeared beforehand. No past history of it. And they will give you all sorts of explanations of where it came from, but as we'll cover later, none of them, of course, hold water. Is there anybody but be evil enough to create a disease that would kill millions of people? It was in October of 1970 when Family Planning Perspective magazine uh, on page 9 of uh, talked about how they were going to control the population. Now, Family Planning Perspective happened to be published in Santa Cruz, where I live, and it is a branch of the Guttmacher Institute, which is a subdivision of Planned Parenthood. And they talked about social deterrence to having children. They wanted to restructure the family, postpone or avoid marriage. Well, they're doing a pretty good job of that with a lot of people today. Alter the image of the ideal family size. It used to be four children, five children. Now it's one or two or none at all. 
Compulsory education of children, that's how you get their minds. Encourage increased homosexuality. Why would anybody want to encourage homosexuality? Well, very simply, because homosexuals don't reproduce and they die very young. And if you look around you and you see what's going on in the world, and you marvel how do the homosexuals have so much power, you must understand that the power of the homosexual movement, which makes up perhaps 2 2.5% of the population, is never their own power. It is the power of the occult hierarchy, the people who control the media, the people who control the great tax-exempt foundations, the people who control the great corporations, who worship a different god, who have a different world agenda. Compulsory education of children, encourage increased homosexuality, educate for family limitation, fertility control agents in the water supply. Imagine that. What could they put in the water supply that would control fertility? Encourage women to work. Economic deterrence. Modify the tax policies. Substantial marriage tax. Do you ever wonder why we have a marriage tax in the United States? Why why it, it costs you more to get married as far as your taxes? You would think that they'd want to encourage marriage. No, they want to discourage marriage. Then if it uh, tax married people more than singles, remove parent exemptions. They haven't gotten around to that. Additional taxes on parents with two or more children. Reduce children or family maternity leave or benefits. Fortunately, they didn't get that through. Reduce or eliminate children or family allowances. Bonuses for delayed marriage and greater spacing of children. Uh, chronic depression. Chronically depressed women aren't going to have children, so we certainly wouldn't want to do anything to do with chronic depression. Do away with that, would we? Because if these women are happy, and they might want to have children. Require women to work and provide few child care facilities. It's pretty hard for get by just with a one one uh, salary in the family, you almost need two salaries, you need the wife working. Motivation to prevent unwanted pregnancy, payment to encourage steriliz- sterilization. If you're on Medi-Cal, why you can, of course, get a free sterilization. Payment to encourage abortion, abortion and sterilization on demand. Um, allow contraceptives to be distributed non-medically, and so now you can buy them over the counter. All this is long-range planning. This is 1970. They knew exactly what they were doing. They had an agenda. They've carried it out step by step by step. 1972. Remember, this was published in 1971. The Club of Rome got together and they put out a book called The Limits of Growth. The the Club of Rome is part and parcel of the occult hierarchy that rules the world. It's made up of of the most wealthy people in Europe, uh, some uh, people from the United States. One of them was Marie Strong, is Canadian. The the people who really control the the, um, monarchies of Europe belong, the people who produce uh, Ferraris, the people who control the banks in Europe, the Club of Rome. And they were, of course, in concert with the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergs and the Trilateralists. And they are part of what I call the Brotherhood of Darkness, part of the occult hierarchy that rules the world. Their book, The Limits of Growth, said basically this. We're running out of oil. We're running out of water. We're running out of air. We're running out of copper and natural resources. And there are too many people in the world. And if we are going to have sustainable development, we're going to have to limit the world population and stop consumption, stop people from consuming. So they started putting together at that time a master plan. And that plan has been in force ever since then. It was 1972 that the first Earth Summit meeting was held. And at that, Marie Strong got together with these intellectuals and they decided on how they were going to change the world. 1973, 
Williams Ruckel's house, head of the Environmental Protection Agency, they had a government advisory board that said DDT is very, very safe. Now you've heard all the things about DDT and the eggshells, you know, and the eggshells were soft because the birds ate DDT. But what they didn't tell you is they took all the calcium out of the bird's diet. And when they repeated the studies with calcium in the diet, well, the eggshells were equally hard, maybe even a little harder. But either the scientific journals that had published the first false publication wouldn't publish the retraction by the original author. That's what science is all about today. It's about politics. It's about pushing ideas. has very little to do with the search for the truth. Now, it was estimated that DDT had saved about 500 million lives from the time it was introduced up until the time that it was um, the, um, it was outlawed here in the United States. And we did everything we could to stop it from being used throughout the rest of the world. It's estimated that since that time, between uh, 50 and 100 million people have died of malaria, intentionally and purposely, because you see there are too many people in the world. 1974, a publication, it was top secret, classified, uh, it was called NSSM 200. You can go up on the internet, pull it down, National Security Study Memorandum 200. National Security Study Memorandum 200, or, or NSSM 200. It was put out under, over the auspices of Henry Kissinger, that great humanitarian, and the whole idea was the United States has to control the population of the rest of the world. Not because we want to help the people, although that's what we're going to tell everybody. Oh, oh, we're so concerned about the women and we're concerned about the children. No, we don't want them to have large populations because, one, they have a large population that will industrialize. They'll compete with us. And, two, they'll use their own natural resources. We won't be able to rape their, their natural resources and bring them here for our use. So we're going to go forward and we are going to do everything we can to control the population of the rest of the world. Now, eventually this was declassified oh, in the, ni- in the 1990s and you can pull it down off the internet of course you can get it through perhaps uh, uh, Stan would make that available to you. Under any circumstances NSSM was one of the most important documents that you'll find. It is available on the internet. Thank God for the internet because it gives us an opportunity, at least for those of us who are among the elite of the alert, to understand that there really are these forces out there. And then, of course, in 1979, a man went into a office of one of the major granite producers in a place called Elberton, Georgia. And he announced that his name was R.C. Christian. But that wasn't his real name. It was a phony name. He announced he represented a secret group that wanted to leave a message for humanity. And he wanted them to erect a great monument. And he was willing to pay whatever it cost. Now, they went to Elberton, Georgia, uh, uh, presumably because they had granite there. They, granite, they mined granite, and they used this for, uh, for gravestones. And the, those gravestones go to all throughout the country. But uh, this would be where they had decided, and I suspect there may have been other reasons why they picked Elberton, to erect something that has come to be known as the American Stonehenge, or the Georgia Guidestones. How many here have you heard, have, do know about the document? Well, some of you do. Most people, of course, you're, and this is a very well-educated uh, audience, you know, the elite of the alert. Or the, but uh, most people have never heard of the Georgia Guidestones, and they're uh, on these four great granite slabs in eight different languages, in English and Russian and Spanish and Swahili and Hebrew and Arabic and Chinese, and one other language of the Ten Commandments that come from the very pit of hell. And the first commandment is... Maintain the world population at 500 million in constant balance with nature. Now, that may not sound too bad unless you stop and think, let's see, there's six, over six billion people in the world. They want to maintain the population at 500 million. How do you do that? 
Well, you've got to get rid of over 90% of the population. It's the only way you can possibly maintain the population at 500 million in constant balance with nature. Uh, the, the message on the guide shows has to do with birth control. It has to do with a new spirituality. It has to do with world government. And it is very similar to the Earth Charter that was written, uh, you know, subsequently by that great American patriot, Mahal Gorbachev along with Marie Strong, who headed the first Earth Summit meeting, and Stephen Rockefeller, who is uh, the, well, certainly I think will lead the Rockefeller clan once David Rockefeller passes on to his just rewards. Incidentally, those of you who don't know, David Rockefeller has two, two daughters who are dedicated Marxists and supporters of Fidel Castro. Why would that be? Why would the Rockefeller, head of the Rockefeller clan, the most powerful family in the world, along with the Rothschilds, whose wealth far exceeds that of Warren Buffett and, and, um, and Bill Gates. I mean, you've heard that they're the two wealthiest people in the world, but that's what you're supposed to believe in. Mean, the, the Rockefeller wealth is in hundreds of trillions of dollars. But you see, you're not to know that. And, of course, why would they be working with Mikhail Gorbachev, who is the former head of the Soviet KGB, who is the former dictator of Russia? Why would capitalists like Marie Strong, multi-billionaire, and Stephen Rockefeller worked with the, most, with the former head of the Soviet Union. And why is Mikhail Gorbachev such a powerful man today? And they have written the Earth Summit, and it's very, very similar to the message you'll find on the Georgia Guidestones. Well, the Georgia Guidestones were constructed to this day. Nobody knows who R.C. Christian really is. Nobody knows who the secret group is that financed this monument. It is there. Satanists meet there regularly. UFOs have been known to hover over the top of the Guidestones. In 1991, the UNESCO Courier, which is published by the United Nations, carried an article about Jacques Cousteau. You know that Jacques Cousteau, that wonderful fellow who swims with the dolphins and the fishies, and we just love Jacques Cousteau. And this is, he was quoted as saying this, it's terrible to have to say this, but the world population must be stabilized. And to do this, we must eliminate 350,000 people per day. This is so horrible to contemplate that we shouldn't even say it. And it is so horrible you shouldn't even say it, but there are people who intend to do that, to eliminate 350,000 people a day. It was in 1992 at the State of the World Forum meeting in San Francisco. One of my friends was there, and she has tapes of this. When Dr. Sam Keen got up, one of the leaders, intellectual leaders of the world, people who worship a different God, who said this, we must speak far more clearly about sexuality and contraception, about abortion, about values that control population, because the ecological crisis, in short, is the population crisis. Cut the population by 90%, and there aren't enough people left to do a great deal of ecological damage. And his remarks were met with applause from the audience of the people who were at Gorbachev's State of the World Forum meeting. There is a plan for planned population reduction. And I'm going to reveal that story to you. And of course, one of the mainstays of this is abortion. As you know, we've eliminated between 40 and 45 million children here in the United States. And now we're just so worried how we're going to make Social Security work with all these children gone. And hundreds of millions of children have been killed throughout the world, financed with your tax money. I'm going to break in right there, but I encourage you to get the medical conspiracy, anthrax, smallpox, and vaccinations, planned population reduction, three DVDs, $30 each, normally $90. Today, get all three of them for a gift of $35. Besides that, it goes to Prophets Club. Help us continue to bring this to you. 
But, of course, the best deal is go to WatchProphecyClub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com. You can watch all of them for 20 bucks a month. What a deal. WatchProphecyClub.com. That is The Medical Conspiracy by Bill Sneblin, Anthrax, Smallpox, Vaccinations by Dr. Lynn Horowitz, and by Dr. Stan Monteith. You've just been listening to The Planned Population Reduction. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And, yes, it is summertime. Thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You could get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160, that's 640 each. 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100, obviously $10 each. 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Dr. Bree Keaton just made a brand new DVD. It's called Is Trump or Patrick Henry? Now, it's not a political talk. Bree's mother was a descendant of the patriot Patrick Henry. She reveals shocking, never-released private family records, bloodlines, and gives you the true story of how God used Patrick Henry to save America. She helped me to see more clearly where we are and where we're going because most of history has already repeated itself. I promise you will like this DVD. It is Trump by Patrick Henry, prophecyclub.com.